0: Ron Van Dam. He doesn't need this gig. He's got all that money coming from that deposed Nigerian prince. Should be here any day now and then. He's kissing you suckers goodbye. You're listening to the Ron Van Dam Show on New England broadcasting. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Oh boy. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird, if you like that sort of thing.
1: It doesn't get more exciting than this. Hey, welcome to the program, it is the Ron Van Damme Show. Guess which one I am. Yes, that's right. Oh, you got it right for a change. Make yourself comfortable, relax. I'll take it from here. All right, all right, all right, that's enough. That's enough theme music. We get it. You've got a theme. Got it. Nicely done. Theme music by Jason Shaw. Thank you so much, Jason. Opening announcement, many of the comedy bits. Ladies and gentlemen, John Shanahan, give it up. Uh, The British voice you hear at the beginning of the program, booking many of the national interviews that we do. Oh my goodness, it's Nicole Reed put them all together, throw me into the mix and what have you got? I have no idea I'm not too sure myself but <laughs> there you have it. what are you gonna do? yeah I gotta you know I should get a t-shirt that says that on the front. a black t-shirt, white lettering whoa what are you gonna do? I love that or maybe maybe something that says in the front of my t-shirt says like uh, let's see what happens. I like that too. Anyway, uh yeah, I'm going to start having t-shirts made up uh with uh my mental thoughts imprinted on the front. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a walking billboard for my mental thoughts. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Involve more people in my life. Yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, come on, guy, got to be kidding me. Anyway, I bought a uh an air fryer 3 years ago. Used it uh, once when I got it, when I unwrapped the box, plugged it in, air fried chicken. To be honest with you, wasn't exciting. It was no different than anything else I've eaten. People were saying, Ron, you got to get an air fryer. It's a, You don't need to use oils or anything. It just fries in the air. Uh, you gotta get one, Ron. So uh, I saw one on Amazon that was like sixty bucks, and uh, I thought, well, this isn't gonna work. But at least with Amazon, you return everything. So uh, I got one. Uh, Use it once, ate the chicken. No big deal. Haven't used it since three years in my garage. Is that air fryer? Um, I once again fell prey. To these gadgets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone else is telling me about something called a, a hot pot or something or a hot pocket. I don't know. But apparently it's like a pressure cooker. Um, there have been pressure cookers around for a long time. Houses explode, but otherwise there have been pressure cookers. So now they have this thing called like a quick pot or a, something like that. I have no idea. Um, but I'm not falling prey to that one. No way. I'm not not buying that. I am not buying that. Do you know that my entire life, since I was an adult, has been spent dodging marketers. Everybody wants to sell me something. Television commercials. And Any place you go, I'm advertising for things. uh, On the sides of buses, I mean... Everybody wants to sell me something. Everybody. I'm living in a P.T. Barnum world. As soon as you strike up a friendship, they want to sell you water filters. I mean, you can't get away from this. Of course, that's the economy. People have to make money somehow. But um, my entire life is, is is dodging these these marketers. It's just always, hey, do you want to buy this? even when I go to Burger King or McDonald's, which I really never do. Sometimes I'll, I'll do the drive-through at a Burger King or McDonald's just for nostalgia purposes. I don't really get anything. I just order stuff, and then instead of like waiting in line to pick it up from the window, I'll, I'll just drive away. <laughs> it's, it's annoying. Yeah, hello. Yeah, I'm the guy that does that. I haven't done it a lot, but sometimes... Look, if I place an order... If I have to speak into a, into a board outside to place my order at a drive-thru, the least you can do is like get it for me rather quickly. I'm, I'm in the drive-thru because I'm in a rush, not because I just love to drive my car around parking lots. So, if the guy in front of me uh, ordered 27 Happy Meals, I'm not waiting in line uh, just because I spoke to a speaker. I am not financially bound in any sense. I'll just drive away. And you should do that, too. I know you're not supposed to do that, but it is tempting, and I do it. Anyway... Hey, what happened to that guy that ordered the uh, the Whopper? I don't know. He just drove off. Oh, Crap! Another Whopper down the tubes. Uh, so yeah, so I order the thing through the speaker. Yeah, uh, it's always it's always muffled and distorted. I don't know if I'm talking to a man or a woman or or some type of android. Uh, that the speakers, I mean, you know, in this day and age of technology, can you, can you make the speakers a little bit clearer by any chance to make it it sound like you're talking to a human or, but this is what I always hear. I don't know what you said, but no, I'd like a a whopper and, um, and a, a small onion rings. I'm sorry, I I don't know what you just said. Was it in English? I have no idea. It was very, very muffled. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you asked me if I wanted fries with that or if I wanted to date your sister. I will date your sister, but I don't want fries. All right. Um, every time I order something, it's not good enough for them. It's just never good enough. Had a Whopper and a small onion rings. Oh, here we go again. Um, did you just pronounce me man and wife? What did you do? What did you say? No matter what I order, um, they always try to upsell me. I mean, even even at a stupid freaking fast food place place or place, they're trying to upsell me. <laughs> Stop upselling me! I told you what I wanted. We're done. We're done. It's not a marketing uh, exercise here. Uh, i like a Whopper and a medium uh, onion rings. Or uh, do you want do you want fries with that? I, I, no, did you hear me say that I want, no, I, no, I don't want, what are you asking me questions like that for? I want a Whopper and a medium-sized onion ring. Want to drink with that? You want to drink with that? For another dollar, we can give you a donut, you can upscale to, uh, we can also buy a garden hose, do you want a garden hose with that? Oh my God, stop it, leave me alone. Stop upselling me. My, uh, spouse wants to go to a lovely lady, lovely lady, by the way, she wants, she wants to go to a home show and, uh, I'm a little skeptical of home shows because the only reason for existence at a home show. Is so that they can sell you shit. That's the only reason they have these things. They make it sound like, oh, come to the home show. Uh, many, many ideas for your home and just uh, walk around and enjoy yourself. It's the home show. Uh, but when you walk in, it's just a lot of salespeople trying to sell you stuff that you really don't need. I mean, how many times can I have my roof redone? Come on, man. They'll always find something wrong with your roof. How, how old is your roof? Uh, it's about uh, two years old. Time to replace it, don't you think? No, no I don't. <clears throat> Do you get the uh, leaves caught in your gutter? Yeah. I mean, yeah, every you know, beginning of the winter, end of the fall, I have somebody clean my gutters out. Well, you don't want to do that anymore. You don't want to get up on a ladder. I, I don't. I don't get up on a ladder. What do you think I am, an idiot? You know, people die from falling off ladders when they're trying to clean their gutter. Good info, but that's not me. How about uh, Leaf what They'd say we put it right over your gutters. It's easily installed. It just costs uh, $65,000, and uh, the leaves uh, don't get caught in the gutter. Where do the leaves go? Well, I don't know. <sighs> oh, my God. Do you need an awning in the back of your house? Why? Is there sun in your eyes? Yes. Isn't that annoying? I wear sunglasses. Oh, okay. Still, you should get some. Get the sunbrella. It's an awning. God, leave me alone. You're the one that came to the home show. Uh -uh. Need a hot tub? No, no, actually I have a hot tub. You want another one? Want fries with that? Oh God, stop it, leave me alone. It's always something. You need your house sided? No, I have a side to my house. It's the left side, I like it. How about vinyl siding? No, I don't. I don't. want well, I have vinyl siding. How old is your house? It's about 20 years old. Oh, my God. You need more siding. No, I don't need more siding. Leave me alone. <clears throat> want a tool shed? You want a tool shed? <laughs> Do you have a tool shed? No, I don't have a tool shed. Shed, whatever you call it. And I don't do tools. I, I I'm not. I don't like tools. You need a shed for it. I don't need a shed. Yes, you do. I bet you do. I'll talk to you until you buy one. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh my God! Leave me alone. I like this lawn furniture? I have lawn furniture. How old is your lawn furniture? Two years old. Oh my God, it's old. Get this lawn furniture. It's wonderful. What's different about your lawn furniture? Nothing, but buy it. Want fries with my lawn furniture? Onion rings? Oh my God. It's awful, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go to the home show, but I have to go. Do you know why? Because my wife wants to go, and therefore I shall go. I want to tell you something, and you know this, and I don't have to spend much time on it, but we've gotten into the subject matter here. Men are not the dominant uh, sex. They're just not. They, they're they not. I don't care who's on top, who's on the bottom. There's nothing the I'm talking about. Men are not the dominant sex. Women are. Um, and there's no question about that. If she wants to do something, it's going to be done. If he wants to do something, the answer is, no, I, I don't want to hear it, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fact I've, I learned to live with that. I didn't, I didn't know that until I got older, until I was like 25, 26. That's when I started realizing I have no say in anything. That's why I'm going to get a t-shirt that says whatever happens happens because I have no control whatsoever about any phase of my life uh ron what are we doing friday night um i think i'm going to uh, go out and have a drink with my no you're not no you're not we're going to the movies okay i guess that's where we're going you bet your ass that's where we it's not that extreme sometimes it's done in a very um a hidden manner, you know, very, very cagey thing. Like, you know, oh, you know, I really want to go to the movies, though. I was really looking forward to that. But if you want to go see your friends, that's fine with me. But I really wanted to go to, with you to the theater. Guess we're going to the movies, huh? You bet we are, baby. It's 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 amazing. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Men, you can have all the power you want in the world. It's not yours, really. You've been tricked into it. Why do powerful people, why are they so assholy? What's up with that? Why do people who have a lot of money, why, why are they such incredibly horrible people? Now, there are a few exceptions to the rule, but not many. Beware of people with a lot of power because they got there by destroying their competition. They are evil. They are conniving. They don't stop at anything. Beware of them. Now, if you're listening to me and you happen to be one of these rich, powerful people, you are the exception then. But for the most part, stay away from them. And in society, we have to make sure that those people that have the power to change our lives are constantly watched and observed and controlled. You know it's true. Don't argue with me. I guess today's show is about power and uh, how to misuse it. And it's easily misused and abused. There's no question about that. I don't like weak people, but I don't like powerful ones either. You know, a lot of people, they they take these powerful images and they put them on pedestals. Whoa, look how powerful and successful they are. They're not happy people. Because the vast majority doesn't really like them. They're very unhappy people. I mean, isn't the goal of everything to be happy or is it to control everything around you? Which is it? Because you can't have both. Well, women can. I don't understand why women don't rule the world. I mean, there are now more uh, examples of women in power in politics, for example. Women uh, governors and mayors, etc., I don't know why this didn't happen before. So that's good. But they can go so much further. Women can just say, hey, if I'm not elected president, nobody gets any sex. Oh, okay, Madam President. I mean, you know, I, I know it's very, very different. Sex is very different for men and women. Men seem to always want it and are always groveling to get it or have to connive and trick to get it. Women, they don't give a shit. They don't, you know. If I have sex, fine. I know you want me anyway. We'll have it when I'm ready for it, not before and not more than that. Men are not in control at all. That can be held over your head. We're going to the movies Friday night. If we're not... You're going to be alone. You ain't sleeping with me. Okay, we'll go to the movies. That's control. That's control. Just understand that. You'll be better off. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, my guest will be joining us. She's a very accomplished author, as a matter of fact. I mean, I personally am not into some of these subject matters, but uh, quite incredibly popular it is. So we're going to talk to this uh, woman who is doing the final release of her book in this incredibly uh, popular trilogy. It's, I mean, it's one thing to sit down and write a book, to sit down and say, I'm going to write three of them in a trilogy. That's balls, that's balls. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back after I know, I have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, I just, sometimes I just realize, you know what, I've been talking for 20 minutes, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting, in a sense. I uh, will be right back after uh, this short, but very, very entertaining word. First, they
0: put jalapenos on your hamburger, but that wasn't hot enough. Then came habaneros, but still, that wasn't hot enough. Next came the ghost pepper, and still, that was not hot enough for you. Well, buckle up, tough guy, because Burger Guy thinks you're not man enough to handle the heat of our new, sweet flaming mother of heaven. What the fuck did you assholes do to my hamburger burger? featuring two of Burger Guy's signature paper-thin patties topped with an experimental hot sauce made from a concentrated hot pepper extract that has only been approved for military use by North Korea. This burger will burn a hole through every inch of your intestines and then slap your mama on its way out for good measure. This burger is so hot, they wouldn't let us test it on prisoners. Death row prisoners. But for a limited time, you can try your luck at your local burger guy if you're not a complete pussy. All purchases of the Sweet Flaming Mother of Heaven What the fuck do You Do To My Hamburger Burger must be pre-approved by a certified attorney at law with proper notification of next kin. Sweet Flaming Mother of Heaven What the fuck do apples Do To My Hamburger Burger must not be consumed within 500 yards of schools or within 1,000 yards of open flame. All burger guy franchisees reserve the right to ignore cries for mercy or requests for immediate medical attention.
1: Cassandra Clare joins us now. She's a, uh, a, well, a renowned author, uh, number one in the New York Times, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, publishes weekly. My God, uh, Cassandra. Um, Thanks for being with us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: We're talking about uh, a trilogy that uh, has uh, gained some incredible popularity. Uh, This is the, the final in the trilogy, I understand?
2: Yes, this is the last book.
1: Okay. And it's the Last Hours trilogy. Uh, when you uh, and this one is called uh, Chain of Thorns. Um, when you when you started this, did you know it was going to be a trilogy, or did it uh, evolve into that?
2: When I started, I had a pretty good idea. It was going to be a trilogy. I sort of thought of it as one long story with um, a beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. and the different books take you know being the beginning, middle, and end. So this is the end.
1: Yeah. Is, is it is it kind of, in a way, uh, sad? When you create characters, they actually breathe life and actually write the books for you, as I understand for most authors. So uh, what is it like for you to, to have this be the final chapter?
2: Yeah, I think that's true. The characters definitely take the wheel um, after a while. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sad um, and bittersweet uh, because you have to say goodbye to the characters and you have this sense that, you know, maybe you have more to say about them. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're going to miss them, but you have to write an ending for them because that's part of the whole uh, storytelling experience. So it does feel a little bit like saying goodbye.
1: Yeah. Um, there's been some anticipation with this one because it is billed as as uh, as the end of the trilogy, uh, so that's kind of exciting in its own sense as far as uh, the readers are concerned.
2: Yeah, one of the great things about writing for um, younger audiences, for young adults, is that they get so excited mm. about um, the last book coming out, the new book, and they spin all sorts of theories um, that are... Uh, sometimes accurate, sometimes like, funny and hilarious, but I love that
1: part yeah. of it. Your your books are interesting because uh, they're complicated but simple in the sense that there's a lot going on at once. There are a lot of plots that are uh, evolving in their own right, uh, which is kind of interesting to me and, and kind of thrilling for the reader, I would assume.
2: I hope so. I want to, you know, these are books with big casts, partly because I feel like, you know, if you have a lot of characters, there's got to be at mm-hmm. least one character that the reader is going to fall in love with and, like, see themselves in. But it does mean, of course, that I, I have to keep track of all of the different storylines and what's happening. So I have yes. a lot of post-its <laughs> and a lot of whiteboards. <laughs>
1: wow. It's almost like you're you're charting a, a war or an invasion or something. <laughs> it was the various... Uh it does
2: look like that. Yeah, uh, I it, can it, You know, I've got I've got uh, like you know the wall with the strings connecting the yeah. different posts oh and, and pictures. And oh wow! It looks a little like um like the wall in a police like in a police <laughs> station or a detective's <laughs> office. Yeah. In a murder
1: mystery. Wow, you know you should take a picture <laughs> of that wall. You really should and post that. I think that'd be fascinating. After, you know, after the release. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's... Well,
2: after the release, because it does tell you, you know, everything that's going to happen. But,
1: you know, with
2: a big arrow in the middle, you know, pointing to who did it.
1: Right. (laughs) Or, or, you know, take the picture far back enough so you can't read the individual (laughs) post-its. Something like that. (laughs) Which probably only you can read anyway, I assume. Um, Yeah, this is... Yeah, my
2: actual, like most writers, my actual handwriting is terrible.
1: Yeah, well... Yeah, and that makes you a great writer. Oddly enough, now uh, let's let's <laughs> t- let's talk about you. Um, and I always ask this question of authors in in the works: uh, Are there pieces of their own lives in those works, uh, not directly, but certainly influenced? I mean, does that happen here?
2: I think it always happens. Mm-hmm. You know, all the the writing takes place. You know. In, a, in your head, in a sort of, like, alchemical yeah. mixture of, like, creativity and research and uh-huh. structure, you're always putting pieces of yourself into the different characters. Yeah. I think that, you know, each character holds, like, a certain piece of you, and then, you know, they're also themselves, but also people you know. You know, yeah. people, like, writers, they always say they're, like, magpies. They can't help but, like, steal from life. And so, you know, if something... I hear about something in that's mm-hmm. happened or something funny happens to me, it'll always make its way into the book.
1: Mm-hmm. The protagonist, uh, the young girl, is uh, might have had some similarities to you?
2: Cordelia, yeah, yeah. She loves books, so that's a lot like I was when mm-hmm. I was younger. Um, she uh, is half Iranian, and I was actually born in Iran. Mm. Um, so, all of the things that I remember about, um, Iran when I was, you know, a tiny child there, mm-hmm. you know, I put her put into her character and her memories. Um, so, you know, I would like to think I was as brave as her, but mm-hmm. I have to say that I think if a big, you know, if a, a large number of monsters were coming at me, I would turn around and run the other way.
1: <laughs> right. Well, probably all of us, but that doesn't make a great book. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: that's why you—that's that, that, right, yeah. they, they're heroes.
1: That's why, uh, yeah, you got to stretch it a little bit. Um, I, I, I know the release is, uh, you know, in, in the area here, but are you working on the next uh, project already or just kind of coasting this one until things have calmed down a bit?
2: No, I'm working on the next project. It's a adult book um, for grown-ups. It's a fantasy sort of in the vein of Game of Thrones called Swordcatcher.
1: Oh, wow. Have, 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 so, I'm
2: excited uh, about that.
1: Yeah. Have you thought about putting this into another uh, media form?
2: Well, um, my first trilogy that I ever wrote, which was called The Mortal Instruments, was a movie. And they did make a television show out of sort of combining a lot oh. of the books together. That okay. was called Shadowhunters. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I... Yeah, and, it was, and I'm always, you know, open to seeing things converted into another medium because, you know, I love movies based on books, and I love yeah. the transformational process, so, you know, I'm always hoping, fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> you never know, you never know.
2: Um, no, you never, with Hollywood, you absolutely never do.
1: Yeah. Have Have you been writing all of your life, or did, is this something you transitioned into at a point?
2: You know, interestingly, so um, I'm an 80s kid, um, and that was when the first Mac Classic came out, and I would tell myself stories in my head, but my handwriting was terrible, as mm-hmm. we've discussed. So I never wrote anything down. And then my father gave me my first computer, and as soon as I got my first computer, I started writing.
1: Wow. So you type well. All these
2: stories. Right. <laughs> I I type moderately well. I type like a cub reporter from the fifties. I type mostly like, <laughs> like like you know tap tap burr, oh, wow. tap, tap tap yeah. But like, <laughs> like a but yeah. I, once I got that, it was like it unlocked all the stories because I could actually write, you know put them down and then see what I'd written.
1: Yeah. Here's another question: Is you know as as an author, it's interesting. Um, do you is there one spot where you sit down and create, or can this be done when you're on vacation or something, or you know what I mean? Is, is it like one, one, situ, one place that influences you and starts you flowing?
2: I think that's a great question. Um, You know, I can do this on the move. I have a laptop, but mm-hmm. when I'm home, I like to work um, in my barn. It's a converted, oh. uh, it's, it's converted from a barn, um, oh, and yeah. it has sort of like all of the things that kind of inspire me there books that I love, there you go. Um, art, and, you know, and, little trinkets and and things like that that sort of um, mean something to me so that I can kind of look around and feel like I'm in also has all of my whiteboards and the post-its and the wall yeah. and the string yeah. so that's helpful um, so that I can kind of look around and feel like I'm in my creative space because you know that is important I think.
1: Interesting Wow cool. Well uh, first of all thank you for uh, supporting the uh, string and post-it industries. Um, uh, that's <laughs> important. You're, you're helping the economy in that sense. And also. I'm uh, a dry
2: erase marker.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's even better. Uh, yeah. And we're all looking forward to it. Uh, give me the full title of the book.
2: The book is called Chain of Thorns. Mm-hmm. It's the third in the series, The Last Hours.
1: Actually. And is there a website where people can follow you?
2: sure i'm at um, cassandraclaire.com mm-hmm. um, or you can find me on instagram at cassiclaire1
1: perfect isn't it exciting when you when you go for domains and your name is actually still available <laughs> because
2: some- i think it's because i went for it about Seventeen years ago. There
1: you go. Before anybody. <laughs> I think else. it's
2: a lot harder now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how many people have the same name. You always think it's very unique, and then you try to get the domain. You go, "Whoa, there's other people with my name." Gets very, very weird.
2: I know. I've, I've bumped into so many other, you know, Cassie players because <laughs> you know they've they're they're coming to. Five, like, I'll wind up with their email. My husband has a very common name, and so he gets all sorts of email, assuming idea. that he's, you know, somebody else, and <laughs> invitations to, you know, organ recitals and things. I'm like, we should go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she's uh, Cassandra Clare, and uh, it's uh, The Last Hour's Trilogy. This is Chain of Thorns, uh, highly anticipated. And, uh, well, congratulations, and thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you to my guest. That's fascinating. What an accomplishment, man. What an accomplishment. I do like people that accomplish things, but it can't go to their head to the point where they think that they are like idols and, and godlike. That, that I don't like. But um, accomplishing things, yeah, that's that's motivating. I like that. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the weekend uh, version of the program. I'll be back again on Monday with a brand new show. But until that time arrives, oh my goodness, I wish you peace.